0: Hey, folks and welcome to another episode of PodCraft. This is the show all about podcasting. Our aim is to help you run a more successful podcast. I'm Colin Gray from thepodcasthost.com and I'm joined again by Matthew this week. How are you doing Matthew?
1: Very well, thank you. Very well. It's it's early days here. It's um, still dark but... uh... That's, that's what happens yeah. when we're in different continents.
0: Indeed. Thank you for reviving your uh, old Greenkeeper schedule of getting up at 5am or whatever the heck. Is. <laughs> yeah. Now? Yeah.
1: yeah. Slightly warmer, though, sitting in the house than uh, yeah. out on a moor. Aye,
0: I'm getting uh, strimming uh, dog stuff. I do you tell that? Dog story? stuff. Dog <laughs> stuff. Yeah, we'll dog leave it stuff. there. Matthew's <laughs> famous for uh, finding uh, little presents in the grass while he's strumming and uh, <laughs> distributing wards. it, distributing it uh, around the place, including all over his own person. So
1: yeah, all I'll say I'll is you language. want the you want the perspex face mask that everyone wears these days rather than the gauze one. Because the Golas yeah. one didn't quite keep it all out.
0: Round the net that just turns for, into finer particles. For, what a
1: horrific start to the
0: podcast. <laughs> Apologies, everyone. Let's get back to the show. So, as you know, if you've been listening to this uh, season, we are talking about podcast growth. And we have been over the last uh, nine episodes. We're in episode 10 of the season now. And it's all revolving around our recently released book called Podcast Growth, which you can find on Amazon. Uh, podcast Growth has been. Basically, a book uh, written primarily by Matthew and Lindsay um, with very small contributions from myself uh, around how to grow your audience, how to grow your podcast. Um, and it has 80 plus tactics, 80 plus different things that you can do to grow your audience. Um, and we're covering uh, one tactic from every single chapter in the book on this season. Of podcraft so if you want to check that out you can go over to thepodcasthost.com forward slash podcast growth book that's thepodcasthost.com forward slash podcast growth book obviously you can get at least uh how many we're, we're doing about 12 of the tactics over this season aren't we matthew so we're getting yeah, towards the end yeah. of the season now but everyone can get all of the rest of them in that book if they want to go and visit so uh what are we covering this week
1: so we're talking about uh, this is a chapter on growth through repurposing. So in particular here we're talking about just creating a, creating an ebook around your podcast. So I guess it's it's one of these things, isn't it where you, your podcast like you collect over time so much either knowledge or tips or stories throughout your show. It's a, as great as podcasts are, it's, it's a shame just to leave it as a podcast, isn't it? It's a shame yeah. not to use all that <laughs> stuff, whether it's your own knowledge or whether you're doing interviews or whether you're telling stories. It's a shame just to, to you know, to, to basically not do anything else with that. So yes, um, creating an ebook is is one of the most popular ways of doing that repurposing, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure, and it it, it's maybe the most popular kind of end result. But I and I've been seeing this a lot more recently as well. Actually, is the kind of, I mean, the basis for turning it into an ebook is starting with good show notes, isn't it? so like you're you're talking about a topic, you cover it in depth on the podcast episode, but then you go and you you write a blog article essentially that summarizes everything you talked about in the podcast episode, you know big takeaways, summarizing the main points here's the stuff you should learn from it here's what you can go do with it, you know giving people action points and everything the the you know the the main aim here is making it so that those show notes add to the content of the podcast um or even if they're not adding at least they're they're different in a way so they're summarizing so that it's useful for people to go to those show notes right after they listen to the episode or maybe a week later or something to review them um but you can add to them as well by you know adding some further resources further reading or those takeaways that homework that's the bit that's often missing from a podcast episode you know you've talked about the topic you've talked about the you know the, the theory but here on the show notes maybe you've got like 5 to 10 steps that you can take to then put this into action to go and do something with it. So, so that's the basis for it, you know, good show notes. And something, what I was about to say there, Matthew, is something that I've seen, I don't know, there's two or three shows that I've started listening to recently that have been using this tactic, which is to sell the idea of, um, not show notes, what do they call them now? Basically kind of action guides, I suppose. So downloadables, maybe a two or three page PDF, which does basically all the stuff that I just said, but in a nice downloadable that you can take away and fill in, and maybe have some some elements to write in yourself, like what you're going to do and tick off tasks and stuff like that. Have you seen that in many shows? It just seems to be popping up a lot for me recently.
1: I maybe just listen to less highbrow shows than you, Colin. Um, <laughs> but no, I've I have, I've have heard the episodes and shows over the years where it's it's you know download the you know, download the show notes basically. So whether they're just publishing that on their site or whether they're packaging it up as like a wee PDF, but
0: But it's got, but it's got, it's got to add something, I think. Um, and that's where, I mean, that's where the ebook comes in as well. So, Like you've got your show notes, you've got all these pages with a bit of, you know, it's your podcast content plus um, or it's your podcast content, um, a revision so people can go back and listen. And people are very often willing to pay for convenience, convenience. Which means that even if you don't add anything to the podcast content, if you bring together the show notes from 10 different related episodes. So, you know, if you have maybe you do seasons like we do. So it's really obvious where the related episodes are. You know, you go one to 10 on any given season or maybe you just go back into your catalog and collect together you know your primer seven or eight episodes to a particular topic and package up their show notes and then put them all into an ebook into a pdf package them up that way and then sell them for nine ten dollars or something like that or even give them away for free i mean we're talking growth aren't we matthew actually so probably the prime goal here is actually to give it away for free for growth purposes i guess
1: yeah, definitely. I would say that this is we're, we're approaching this from more of a marketing angle than a yeah, monetization. Yeah. You can do both, obviously, but yeah, um, yeah. one thing that I think about eBooks as well is that we don't need to look at being, you know, the easiest way is like you say, Colin, using your show notes and and these are essentially pages or chapters or whatever. But you know, you, it, it's like anything else. You could put some more time into this if you felt it was going to be worth it, and and maybe you're going to take, we've talked about montage episodes already in this series, so the concept that everyone's answering the same question and those answers are pieced together to make one really good piece of content. So, say for example, say on PodCraft, say we did like loads of interviews and say at the end of, of those interviews, we always asked someone, what's your advice for for new podcasters? And we always got a really good answer from the interviewee and we collected over the years, we had seventy or eighty of those. We could use those answers to create an ebook called "Advice for New Podcasters," and it wouldn't just be uh, getting their answers uh, transcribed verbatim and just copying and pasting them in there. You would obviously you would write your own narrative around it. You would introduce the various uh, guests in the book and why they're you know why they're uh, credible, why they're interesting people. And then you would use sections of their answer and you would just build that book around it. So that would be a highly creative, would take a lot of time, but arguably, you know, something like that would resonate really well with your audience as well. So it's like anything else, you know, it it could be a very, very quick thing for you to put together or you can really take time to craft something like this as well.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's uh, what Tim Ferriss has done for his last few books, hasn't he? He's um, Mm. sold literally millions of books just based on um, the first one, I think, was literally just getting written versions of a bunch of his podcast interviews. And the second one was uh, then writing some more questions to previous podcast interviewer, uh, interviewees and a few other people as well and turning them into a book. So, yeah. Uh, Yeah, if you have more time to put into it, for sure. I mean, so I can feel people being put off by this, though, um, for the fact that you know, how do you put together a book? How do you make it look decent? Like, what's what was your experience of putting together the uh, the podcast growth book, Matthew? How easy is it to put together a book that looks professional and nice and worthwhile?
1: It's one of those again that I feel there's parallels with podcasting because. When somebody comes to podcasting for the first time, and I was this way myself, my focus was on how do I record and upload and publish the thing, and my focus really should have been on what do I talk about and how do I make that compelling and interesting, and I think (laughs) with a book as well, what you need to focus on is how do I write the thing um, and how do I make this good. And the other stuff, is semantics, isn't it? Like, I didn't know anything about it, but, you know, it turns out, I just, uh, we had all our info in the Google Docs, um, went on Upwork, and found a really good freelancer that basically, the, the job of the freelancer, the, the job that he posted was um, that he would format it all, he would do the cover art, it just give you the whole package. You know, you would tell him where you want to publish it and he would give you the exact proper uh files back that you need to upload. Mm-hmm. So I had to learn very little of what that all entailed. Um, you know, I didn't I didn't need to know a lot basically. I just needed to be able to write or or part write the thing and make sure it was coherent. <laughs> so <laughs> you you're you're probably better if you don't know anything about that, you're better just to hire somebody, I reckon rather than trying to learn it all yourself. Again, it's it's the old adage about um, do you have more time or more money? Um, Most people lack both, obviously. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) you just need to decide where to take the hit, don't you? Yeah, yeah,
0: totally. I mean, the... The very basic format is you can literally just do it in Word. So Microsoft Word has its own formatting um, options for eBooks. Uh, well, for any, you know, documents, um, but it puts in the page numbers, it puts in the little, kind of, you know, book title at the top. So you can't just copy it into Word and then just print that Word document as a PDF and that then that pdf is then you can make that downloadable whatever you like and actually if you want to upload it to amazon as well the most common place you know to publish a book if you want to use that as an extra marketing channel you know put it out on amazon for free or very low cost so that loads of people get it they just take a word document as well as um, as the base file um the only thing there you might need and i mean you can get away with this so if you're giving it away for free for marketing purposes you don't essentially need it but a cover um like our our cover was in, was included in that that deal wasn't it matthew but do you remember seeing people doing just covers as well like were there many people on upwork that would just do the cover fee and its own
1: yeah yeah definitely that's that's something you're going to find there and and you know, uh, like-minded services like Fiverr, you will find loads of yeah, folk offering yeah. book covers. Um, totally. But yeah, and in my opinion, you know, it was it was good to to just get the same person to do it all. Again, yeah, in my opinion, yeah. I'm not vastly experienced at that sort of thing, and people might disagree. <laughs> but um, I, I prefer to work with fewer people because uh, it's less back yeah. and forth.
0: But if you but if you wanted to save a bit of money um, and still make the cover look nice, you could get the cover designed on Fiverr, um, and then you know format the internal parts yourself on Word, and then just add the cover on at the end. Um, It wouldn't be too difficult. Uh, And the other option, of course, is Canva. Like we use Canva for so many different things. Like you could create a really good book cover on Canva, uh, then format the book in Word. Um, Do you know? It wouldn't surprise me actually to find that Canva did internal book formatting as well i haven't found it on there but it wouldn't wouldn't entirely surprise me if it did that um but yeah i mean that's that's certainly one way to go around it Um, i think i know sorry go on
1: i was just gonna say i think what's worth mentioning as well just when we think about a book you know we think about a big heavy tome but you know that this could just be something that's 10 or 11 pages long Uh, like Mm -hmm. any other content the con- the length should be dictated by the, the content itself, rather than I want to write a book, therefore it has to be 200 pages or whatever. So yeah, it could just yeah. be something really, really short, like a booklet, essentially, yes. um yeah. in digital form. So yeah, you, don't think you need to sit down and be Stephen King to, to put something yeah. like this yeah, out. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like I said, people. some people will be really pleased if you just give them a 20-page um, PDF that collects together seven or eight episodes so they can have it all in just one one place. They can read on their Kindle or whatever they like. That is a big bonus to a lot of people. Just that convenience. So yeah, for sure. Um, I think probably just worth mentioning a couple more tools that I'd come across. Cause I, I was looking into it when we were first starting that project, Matthew, um, I got a couple of recommendations from um a friend of mine who's done a lot of publishing and he mentioned two tools which you could have a look at. Um one of called Caliber. So caliber is a free tool and it's open source. It's designed to create ebooks and um, do ebook management, and that kind of stuff, and it converts a lot of other types of formats into ebooks as well so have a play with that i've never used it so i can't give you much information on it but i was recommended that's a really good tool to actually create an ebook and really simply and the other one is and this one was a paid one but it's called vellum So Vellum, um, V-E-L-L-U-M, this was highly recommended, but it does cost a bit. So this one is, um, I think it was $199, so $200, but it's Mac-based, Mac only. So if you're on PC, you're out of luck, I'm afraid. But it was um, touted as uh, a tool that you can basically paste in all of your text and it will just automatically format it into a beautiful looking book. Like it'll make it just look like a real book. Uh, so it kind of takes a lot of that that stress out of it for you. You just pop your text in there from whatever you get it elsewhere and it just turns it into a really nice looking book. So if you can budget a little bit for it and you're planning to make, probably if you're going to make more than one, might not be worth it for just one 20, uh, 20 page pamphlet. But if you're making more than one, maybe that's worth it. So yeah, just a couple of things to check out.
1: Calibre, that was a uh, non-alcohol beer, was it not? Calibre.
0: Oh, I think, yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, back in the day.
1: <laughs> Another beer-related podcast. Indeed, but, uh, indeed. <laughs> so just, just, I, I suppose just uh, as we get toward winding up, this is all about growing your audience. So how how really does um, repurposing an ebook grow your audience? Because are you just giving it to the people who already listen to the show or are there other yeah, things yeah. that you could do?
0: Yeah, good point. Good point. So that, I mean, for me, the main way is um, it's a lead magnet to sign up to your email list. That's one of the most common ways. So you can persuade people to go to your website. You say, uh, thanks for listening to the episode. If you want an ebook that rounds up, you know, um, summarizes the last 10 episodes or maybe summarizes, uh, you know, season two or whatever. This topic we've talked about a lot, then go over to uh, thepodcasthost.com forward slash freebook. And then there'll be an opt-in there. People sign up for your email list and then they get that book. So you're giving them a good bit of value. You're giving them something really useful, which is this summary, this book. But then they're on your email list, which means that then you can keep them up to date on new podcast episodes. You can, you know, ask them questions about upcoming content. You can really get them involved and really draw them into the community, which of course helps loyalty, trust, and really sort of draws them in as a loyal listener. And That's one way to grow your audience. Um, what any other ways you can think, Matthew?
1: Yeah, I suppose giveaways as well, competitions. Yeah. You, you've got a wee prize there. So if you're running a comp on social media or whatever, or you know you're running one on your podcast, but maybe the maybe the onus is then on the listener to share something with other people that they think might like your show, and you could use this as you know when it's digital, you could give as way. Well you could give away as many as you want. Um, yeah, so yeah, yeah. everyone that, that gets in touch or enters could get one. So yeah, I think he, sure. using it as a, a, a wee sort of competition incentive or growth incentive as well yeah. would, would work well.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I, I think that is one reason why you might want to think about actually charging for it, I would argue. It, I think in many ways, having a couple of these is really useful. Like having one shortish one. So the thing is when you give away a free ebook like if you give away a free 100 page ebook how i mean how many people would read that thing it's free
1: yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) exactly you there's no value on it because you're giving it away for free really um whereas if you give away a free like five or ten page you know summary or action guide or real kind of like you know, solid, dense piece of content that people can do something with right away, they're much more likely to use that. That's the sort of really short thing, the 10-pager, the the notes. Here's the summary from the last season. Here's what you can go and do with it. They're going to use that. It's a good giveaway for free. Whereas if you can then take like full show notes and add to them and maybe even, you know, enhance them a little bit and turn that into a proper book, like it doesn't need to be huge. Um, our first book that we published, Matthew, was um, How to Start a Podcast, wasn't it? And that was based... That was based, I can't remember exactly, was that based on an email course or something? But we repurposed that from Mm. something else. Yeah. And it was only, yeah, it was only 10,000 words or so, maybe a hundred pages by the time you'd formatted it and added in some images. Um, And it was actually, it was good. Like it wasn't over the top, it wasn't big, but it gave people what they wanted. And we only charged maybe five or $6 or something on Amazon for it. And we sold a fair few of them. And the thing is, so what I'm getting to here is you have something that's for sale that has value. You're selling it for $5, $15, whatever. You can then give that away and it actually has a lot more value. So you give away something that actually costs money. It's a much bigger prize. But also, if you're in Amazon as a paid book, Amazon is actually a really big search engine. You know, people go in there looking for books on their topic, looking for answers to questions, So they'll type in how to start a podcast, um, podcast microphones, podcast equipment, podcast growth. They'll type in podcast growth into Amazon to see what's there and they'll find our book. And they probably haven't even heard of us, but they'll read that book and then they'll end up thinking uh, they'll see in there that we run a podcast and they'll end up listening to the podcast. So it can actually be a route into listening to your podcast, even if they buy the book first, grow trust through reading it realizing you know what you're talking about and then listening to the show so yeah that's another way certainly
1: well that's another thing How, how far how far into podcasting would you want to be before you attempted something like this
0: um i mean i think it's probably a wee bit further in isn't it what do you think, 10, 20 episodes at least, you need to have a collection of show notes to try and repurpose in the first place. Yeah, exactly. You? <laughs> or it's not
1: repurposing, it's just write a book, isn't it? Yes,
0: exactly, yeah. So, I mean, you're probably talking at least 10 episodes, if not maybe 20 or 30 even. Um, if you do it, I mean, this is another one of those reasons why I always go on about seasons based podcasting, because it's so much easier to repurpose into something like an ebook or an audiobook or whatever else, if you do seasons, because you have these big chunks of content. So you could do it at 10 episodes if that, if those 10 episodes are all part of one season, they're all linked together. What about the time required, do you think?
1: A month is a, a very, um, well, tight window to get it done you know you might you might need more it, it depends yeah. you know it depends how much uh, free time you could dedicate towards doing it uh, yeah. on top of real life and doing your podcast as well that's the thing about all 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 types of repurposing you, you never want it to impede your ability to actually keep doing the podcast so it's got yeah. to be sustainable yeah. doesn't it um unless you're again unless you are doing seasons and your season break is a good time to put this book together so it's yeah, another that's another uh, weight towards that approach isn't it
0: Indeed, indeed. <laughs> um, I mean, this comes under the uh, the big strategy type, doesn't it, in the book? So this is this is definitely one of the bigger ones. It's going to take you a little while to do. It's going to a kind of longer term plan, really, rather than just a, you know, a two hour tactic or something like that, isn't
1: it? So speaking of books, Colin, where can they buy ours?
0: Oh, good Good uh, come back
1: there. Segway. Uh, the
0: pod. <laughs> Segway, that's what I was trying to get at. Uh, yeah, so if you fancy checking out our book, um, and by all means, it's even as a, an example of something that we put together with, um, you know, outsourced design. Um, a lot of it is content that we have written about before, but is all put together in one book. Lots of new stuff in there too, to be fair. But yeah, use it as an example. Um, thepodcasthost.com. Pod, uh, forward slash podcast growth book. That's the podcasthost. dot forward slash podcast growth book, and you'll see a nice page there which will summarize everything in the book, show you what it looks like, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, pop on over. All righty, that enough for this week, Matthew?
1: It surely is. Yeah, have we got a have we got a next episode. I always well, it's you you that usually puts me on the spot with this, so I'm firing <laughs> it back at you.
0: yeah we've got two more don't we so we wanted to do 12 on this season season 13 with 12 episodes we should have done 13 really too i think it's only 12 chapters isn't it that's why we're doing 12 yeah so the last the last two chapters the two chapters we've still to cover are um advertising your podcast uh so the next episode is advertising your podcast specifically on overcast that's one of the tactics inside the advertising your podcast chapter so we're going to look at overcast As a tool for advertising, and just to jump ahead right to the end, we've also got our organic social media chapter. Will be the final one of the season, and we're going to look at audiogram highlights. So you've probably all seen them out there, you know the kind of short thirty-second highlights that you uh, can create. We're going to talk about uh, tools to create them and ways to use them to grow your audience. So that's the last two on this season. Okay, okay. Well thank you very much for joining us on this season folks. Thank you for joining me today. What are you giggling at? What have I done?
1: I've just realised that this is a complete diversion but we're recording via squadcast. We're both called Bob.
0: We're both called Bob. Yes we are.
1: I didn't see that until now. Anyway sorry God.
0: The strangest things tickle uh, Matthew's funny bone you see. yeah thank you for joining us um on this episode uh again any feedback if you do use these tactics please do let us know on twitter at the podcast host we'd love to hear um matthew i'll talk to you next time (laughs) or bob sorry bob i'll talk to you next time bob